Welcome to the September 2022 news episode of Turning Season Podcast, your regular dose of active hope in the great turning, bringing you news and deep conversations about our adventure toward a life-honoring, life-sustaining way of being human on Earth. This show is for every one of you who's awake to our multiple crises, feels your love for life on Earth, and chooses to participate in cultivating ways of life we can believe in, making a life-honoring present even in the face of an uncertain future. I'm your host, Leilani Navar. I'm a facilitator of the work that reconnects, an acupuncturist and dream worker, and a believer in the power of conversation. This podcast is one way the great turning happens through me. Welcome and thank you for being here. The first news story this month is in the holding actions dimension of the great turning. This is the dimension that's about stopping or slowing harm to other people and the other than human living world. In Ecuador, where extractive industries have been causing devastating harms in the Amazon and the Andes Mountains, which we have talked about in more than one way on turning season already. After 60 days of negotiations between indigenous organizations and the national government, there's an agreement for a temporary moratorium on all new oil and mining concessions. Drilling in the 16 Amazonian oil blocks in question and these are areas of mostly old-growth forest that have not yet had any oil exploration or production. Drilling here has been delayed for decades thanks to protests from indigenous nations, lawsuits, and international campaigns. But the national government had intended to open up the blocks for exploration and increase oil extraction and mining in Ecuador. In addition to this moratorium, Some major EU banks have recently committed to stop financing the trade of crude oil from Ecuador, putting those plans to increase oil and mining in the country in question. The moratorium will be in place for at least a year or until there is a law guaranteeing the right to free, prior, and informed consultation for indigenous peoples before this type of extraction happens in their territories. According to Amazon Watch, indigenous representatives' core demands have not been addressed, which include a moratorium on all current oil and mining production as well, and cancellation of any new concessions. So the problems are not completely solved here, but as we hope for with holding actions, this does block some further harm and at least requires that new contracts and projects now include consultation with Indigenous peoples. Links to two news articles about the moratorium are in the show notes at turningseason.com episode 20. The second story is in the life-sustaining systems dimension of the Great Turning. I've been excited to learn about the 1,000 Landscapes for 1 Billion People initiative, 1,000 Landscapes for short. This came to my attention because of the group called Earth Regenerators, started by Joe Brewer, the author of The Design Pathway for Regenerating Earth. And the Earth Regenerators are cultivating an impressive regenerative bioregional economy 
in Barichara, Colombia. The project there is intended to be a demonstration for how to, quote, apply solutions to restore planetary health and avoid human extinction at the speed and scale required. They are thoroughly implementing this ambitious vision, taking on everything from restoring degraded land and water sources to modeling pro-social communication. Joe Brewer recently announced that the site in Barichara may be collaborating with Common Land and eco-agriculture partners on this vision of 1,000 landscapes for 1 billion people. More about this initiative from the description on the eco-agriculture partners website. In November 2019, dozens of organizations worldwide began working in radical collaboration to link currently fragmented efforts, build capacities, and unlock investment finance that will enable landscape partnerships everywhere to achieve their regenerative landscape and livelihood ambitions more quickly, effectively, and at scale. So what this means is that projects like the Earth Regenerators Project in Barichara will be supported and networked in a powerful, large-scale way. I'm sure all of you listening are aware in more or less detail how our current economic and political models make it difficult, to say the least, for people to redesign ways of living and exchanging value tailored to their local land and their local culture and the nature of their particular community. So this 1000 Landscapes project is quite exciting in its effort to support diverse, widespread local projects aware of the issues with being under-resourced or undermined by top-down development strategies. So structuring this in a way that allows these local projects to do their thing where they are. Currently, there are about a dozen landscape partnerships in Africa, Asia and the Pacific, the Americas, and Europe participating in the design phase of this initiative. Then innovations that are developed in these partnerships can be tested and refined in another about 50 landscapes. And then the vision is to at least 1,000 landscapes by 2030, which is only about seven years away. So it's very exciting to see this bold vision taking shape and to see people like Joe Brewer and the whole Earth Regenerators community caring for one of many sites with their incredible heart and hard work, being able to network together like this, growing toward a planetary scale initiative. I encourage you to visit the links to the Eco Agriculture Partners and the Common Land websites to learn much more about this. I'll quote Willem Ferwerda, CEO of Common Land. Our goal is to massively revitalize large ecosystems or landscapes with a long-term holistic approach, enabling local on-the-ground actions of farmers, entrepreneurs, indigenous people, and public and private landowners to bring hope, jobs, trees, and biodiversity while creating sustainable financial returns. And to quote Sarah J. Scher, who's the president and CEO of Eco Agriculture Partners and the chair of 1000 Landscapes. 
Now, more than ever, inclusive landscape partnerships are needed to mobilize the shift towards a regenerative economy that stores more carbon than it emits, that produces and critically distributes enough food, shelter, hope, and healing for all humans to lead dignified lives, and that provides for a growing, rather than shrinking, diversity of all who live and depend on this earth. So for more about the organizations involved who's providing financial support, come to the show notes at turningseason.com slash episode 20, where I have all the links. Finally, I want to share with you what's happening in Thacker Pass, an area of northern Nevada that is traditional and unceded territory and sacred land to the Paiute and Shoshone people, and U.S. Bureau of Land Management, or BLM, public land that is the proposed site where the company Lithium Americas is aiming to have an open-pit lithium mine. There has been determined resistance to this mine, including lawsuits by three federally recognized tribes. It is an intact, biodiverse ecosystem that would be blown up, similar to the way mountaintops are blown up for coal mining, to extract lithium, which is in high demand now as a component of batteries for electric cars. So we may think of electric cars as green, but to get the lithium they require, we're talking physically, literally, directly about blowing places up in processes that release emissions, would pump 4 million gallons of water a day out of the ground there, and would destroy the soil with all its seeds and bacteria and living ecosystem. It's easy to understand why environmental activists, indigenous people, ranchers, and farmers are against the proposed mine. I bring this news story here, one, to uplift the holding actions by people determined to fight to protect this place, and two, to bring in the shift in consciousness dimension of the Great Turning. One of the activists fighting to protect Thacker Pass is Max Wilbert, who is one of the authors of Bright Green Lies. The other two authors are Derek Jensen and Larry Keith. This book and film ask us to really face what green technology solutions like solar panels and electric cars really involve and how harmful they are to life on Earth. It's a sobering subject for all of us who were hanging some hope on these technologies to halt all the damage being done by fossil fuels. But what we may have to realize is that although the harm is different than what happens with fossil fuels, it is still a great deal of harm and does not get us out of the ecocidal way we have been running our society. What really hit me was the line that the environmental movement has shifted from saving lives to saving lifestyle, to looking for alternative, quote, greener ways to continue the same degree of travel and consumerism and growth that we have been. Do we need electric cars and smartphones to be whole, happy human beings? Can we live fulfilled lives that don't rely on extractive industries that blow up living, biodiverse, ancient landscapes and disregard people's cultural and spiritual values? We are scared of climate crisis. We're scared of what fossil fuels are doing to the planet. 
but can we still keep our eyes open and pay attention and see what stories might be being fed to us from these newer industries? The activists at Thacker Pass are facing familiar tactics to people opposing other extractive industry operations around the world. Not physical violence that I'm aware of, like we know has happened in, for example, Ecuador, but like recently being fined $50,000 for setting up a pit toilet for the local indigenous elders who were holding multi-day ceremonies at the protest camp on public land. This fine includes over $49,900 in fees for government staff time, for the staff to travel and investigate the activists. So we have ordinary people devoting their time to activism being fined $50,000 for building a pit toilet on land that, if their protest is not successful, will literally be blown up for profit. It's one of several examples that helps me see how this lithium mine would be not only in keeping with the very real harm to the living people and other creatures that comes from other kinds of mining, but also in keeping with our long history of extractive industries' power to bend and break rules while people standing up for life are thwarted in countless ways. So, yes, fossil fuels may be devastatingly harmful, but if lithium mining and many other facets of supposedly green technology are also devastatingly harmful, we need to be able to look more holistically at the situation and not let ourselves be convinced that better than fossil fuels makes something okay, let alone make something life-sustaining and life-honoring. So the actions at Thacker Pass are a holding action, But because they're about protecting this place from becoming a lithium mine, which is being described as part of a greener way to live, because it will let us make batteries for electric cars, I bring it up also because of the shift in consciousness it invites us to make. I will link to a recent news article about Thacker Pass and the Bright Green Lies book and film and the website for the folks who are fighting to protect Thacker Pass. I think it's well worth learning about. You can find all those links at turningseason.com episode 20. Thank you for listening today. If you know someone who would appreciate this or one of the conversation episodes, please share it with them. I would appreciate that so much. Also, if you are in a personal journey of holistic healing and growth, and curious about how that weaves together with deep ecology and the work that reconnects. Applications are now open for the round of healing season beginning in January 2023. This is a 12-week online small group program that is rooted in the poetic science of classical Chinese medicine and includes learning Qigong. I will include a link in the show notes for today's episode as well as links to learn more about each of the news stories I shared. That's at turningseason.com episode 20. I'll be back again on the full moon with another deep conversation with someone rising to their own role in the great turning. Until then, thank you again for listening and for all the ways you play your part.